The following is a sermon that was preached at Good News Lutheran Church in Mount Horb, Wisconsin. It was preached on Sunday, November 21st, 2021, on the basis of Mark 13, verses 26 through 37. For more information or to view our entire sermon library, visit goodnewslc.org. Thank you for listening. You're walking down the street, and up ahead of you, you see a strange-looking man. His clothes are torn and tattered. He has a long, dirty beard. As you walk past him, you avoid eye contact because he has a crazed look in his eyes. In his hands, he holds a cardboard sign that reads, The end is near. He's a doomsayer. Maybe you've seen that image. Maybe you're familiar with that image. Maybe you've seen people like a doomsayer. Doomsday preppers, apocalypse predictors, people who store away decades worth of canned goods waiting for the end, who build bomb shelters and bunkers in their own backyards. It's easy to make fun of these people. They're easy to laugh at. And that's because their message is so different from everyone else in the world. Science tells us that we still have a billion years before the Earth comes to an end. History tells us that things will keep on going on just as they have since the beginning. And our eyes tell us that the sun is still shining. Life seems pretty normal. But today, Jesus pulls back the curtain and he shows you that what's far away is now at the door. The doomsayers are right. The end is near. Jesus is coming and he is coming soon. So what does that mean for you? And what does that mean for us as Christians? Should we sell all of our possessions and belongings and stand out on street corners like the doomsayer? Or should we just go on with our lives, pretending like nothing is different? In his words for today, Jesus gives us the answer. Jesus begins his words for today with a bang. He describes what the end of the world will look like. The sky will be split open and Jesus will descend on a cloud, his face glorious and radiant, surrounded by thousands and thousands of his angels. He'll send out his angels throughout the world to gather his people together to be with him. When the disciples heard this, they were curious. They wondered, when would these things happen? When would the end come? Jesus pointed them to the fig tree. He said, you know that when you see the fig tree, when its branches become soft and green, when it starts to sprout leaves, you know that summer is right around the corner. And it's the same thing with the end of the world. When you see the signs, you'll know that the end is near. When you see prophets and hear prophets claiming to come in my name, who pretend to be me, but are actually false prophets. When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, when you hear of kingdoms rising up against other kingdoms and nations fighting against nations, when you hear of natural disasters, famine, plague, earthquakes, then you'll know the end is near, that I am at the door. I am coming soon. The disciples filed that away. And years later, after Jesus had returned to heaven, after he had risen and gone back up to heaven, they looked around them and they saw those signs. They saw false prophets claiming to be Jesus. They heard of wars and rumors of wars. They watched as Jerusalem, the holy city, was burned down by the Romans. They were surrounded by famine and plague and natural disasters, and they thought, surely Jesus would be coming soon. Surely he would come within their lifetimes. But of course, he didn't. 
the early church thought the same things. They, they saw the signs. They thought Jesus was coming soon. But fast forward almost 2,000 years, and here we are still today, still surrounded by the signs, and still waiting for Jesus to come. In fact, Jesus doesn't really feel near, does he? It seems like he's very far away. We might put his return in the same category as a nuclear apocalypse, a world-ending meteor strike, a miracle, something that could happen someday, but not likely to happen today. And it makes sense, doesn't it? Because Jesus is out of sight, out of mind for us. There's no clock on the wall that counts down how many days or hours there are until Jesus comes. We can't visibly see him getting closer and closer as he draws near. When was the last time that you even considered, if ever, that Jesus could return today? And instead of focusing on Jesus, we forget about him because we can't see or touch and hold him. So we focus on the things in this world that we can see and touch and feel and hold and grasp. We focus on our careers, on our jobs, on making money, on saving money for retirement, for college, for a dream, for a vacation. We focus on our relationships, our loved ones. We focus on spending time with our family, pouring in money and attention into our children. We focus on enjoying life, celebrating, living it up, filling ourselves with turkey for Thanksgiving, and having a drink or two for the holidays. And none of those things are bad in and of themselves, but they're bad when they start to distract us from the bigger picture. Because what if tonight there was a knock on your door? You open the door, and there stands Jesus himself in the flesh. He's returned. He's back, just as he said he was just as he said he would. But of course you weren't expecting him. You weren't ready for him, but you let him in anyway. What would he see as he walks through your home? Would he see a desk piled high with work to do? Would he see a calendar full of events and sports games? Would he see a house full of toys and possessions? Would he find a dusty Bible hidden somewhere on a bookshelf. More importantly, what would Jesus see if he looked into your heart? Would he see a heart eagerly and expectantly waiting for him? Or would he find a heart busy and cluttered and distracted by everything the world has to offer us? Would he find a heart eager for treasure in heaven or would he find a heart eager to accumulate and gain treasure here on earth? Would he find a heart focused on teaching your children heavenly truths, saving truths? Or would you find a heart obsessed with teaching your children how to be successful and prosperous in this world? Would you find a heart focused and locked in on the one thing that really matters? Or would he find a heart distracted by family gatherings and social calendars and all the good things this world has to offer? And what would Jesus say to you? Would he say, well done, good and faithful servant? Or would he shake his head and look at you sadly and say, I told you to be ready. I told you I was coming. But the reason Jesus tells us these things, the reason that he tells us that he's near, isn't to scare us. It's not to leave you afraid. But it's because he loves you. He wants you to grasp hold of the one thing that matters in life, the one thing 
that lasts forever. Because everything else in this world, everything that we can grasp and hold and touch will pass away. Our wealth and financial security can be shaken. All of our loved ones will pass away someday. All the pleasures that this world has to offer, all the joys are here for an instant, and then they're gone forever. But the word of God endures forever. In the beginning, God spoke, and this entire world came into being. He speaks, and kingdoms rise and fall. He speaks, and the winds and the waves obey him. When our world became corrupted, God spoke, and he promised a Savior who would save us. Through prophets and prophecy, he promised a better day when his Savior would come, when Jesus would come. And in Jesus, all of those promises were fulfilled. You have life and peace with God now and forever. And now that same God who spoke and created the world has spoken again, and he says that he is coming soon to bring an end to this world. In fact, those are the very last words we hear Jesus speaking in the Bible. He says, yes, I am coming soon. But even though we know that Jesus is coming soon, we don't know exactly when he will come. And Jesus goes to lengths to point this out. He emphasizes this point. He says that not even the angels in heaven, not even Jesus himself knows when the end will come. Only God the Father. And because no one can know when the end will come, that means we have to be alert and watchful. To illustrate this point, he tells a short story. He says, a man went on a journey, but before he leaves, he sets his house in order. He gives commands to all of his servants, their jobs to do while he is away. He tells those who need to clean, he tells them to keep cleaning so that the house is clean when the master returns. He tells the gardener to keep trimming the lawns and taking care of the grounds so that everything is beautiful when he returns. He tells the doorman to keep watch and be on guard and be alert so that they can meet him the instant he comes back. And they don't know when he might come back. He could come back late at night or early in the morning or in the afternoon. But because they don't know when he's coming, they have to stay alert. They have to keep watch. Now in the story that Jesus tells, we are the servants and God is the master. And just like the servants, we don't know when God is coming back. We don't know when Jesus will return. So we have to keep watch. We have to stay alert. So what does it mean to keep watch? What does it mean to stay alert? It means to be a faithful servant. On the one hand, you keep your eyes focused on today. You don't need to sell your possessions or be a doomsayer because there's work to do. There are things that need to be done. You have families to take care of. You have jobs to do. You have people who need you. You have responsibilities in this world. But at the same time, we don't carry on like everyone else in this world does, mindlessly, not thinking about Jesus' return. Even though our eyes are focused on today, our hearts are set on tomorrow for when Jesus comes back. There is a constant song, a constant refrain stuck in our head saying, Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. In all things, we remember, Jesus is coming. Are your friends ready? Because Jesus is coming. Are your children ready? Because Jesus is coming. Is your family ready? Because Jesus is coming. And most importantly, are you ready? Because Jesus is coming. And maybe that sounds exhausting to you. Who has the time and energy to constantly be working today 
and thinking about tomorrow, thinking about Jesus at every hour, every moment, thinking, is this the moment when Jesus could come back? Is this the moment when he finally comes and takes us home? Who has the time and the energy to wait and dream and hope for the return of someone who is long gone to come back? Who waits like this? People who are in love. People who are in love wait like this. A man and a woman fall in love. They spend every moment they can together, but eventually the day comes when they have to separate. Their distance, their relationship will be long distance. But before the man leaves, he leaves the woman with a ring and with the promise that soon he'll be back. Soon they'll be united. Soon they'll be married and they'll never have to say goodbye. But for every moment and every hour until that moment when they're finally united, that's all they can think about. That's all they can dream about. Tomorrow, the day of the wedding. Maybe you've experienced that love story yourself. Maybe you've seen that love story yourself. But brothers and sisters in Christ, you are a part of the greatest love story ever told. It's a story of how God loved you. He loved you so much that he gave up his only son for you. It's the story of how Jesus loved you so much that he gave up everything for you. He suffered everything for you. He went through suffering and pain and even death itself to make you his. And it's not just a momentary love. He's always loved you. He loved you from the beginning, before you were born, before you could do anything for him. He says to you, I have loved you with an everlasting love. But the story isn't over. We aren't quite reunited with Jesus yet. Things aren't all cheery and rosy on this side of heaven. For now, we wait. Every Sunday, we gather together and we hear the love letters God has written to us in his word, where he tells us of the promises he's fulfilled, of the work he's done in Jesus, and of the one promise yet to come, the promise that he is near, that he is coming to save us from this world. For those of you who are suffering, he promises that the day is coming when he will wipe every tear from your eyes. For those of you who are, have been fortunate to enjoy a good life, God says that what he has waiting for you is far beyond anything this world can offer. We just have to wait and keep watch. As faithful servants, we continue to do the work God has given us. And as people deeply in love, we wait and we dream about tomorrow, the day when Jesus returns to take us home. And we cling to those final words of Jesus. Yes, I am coming soon. Come, Lord Jesus. Come quickly. Amen. Amen.